You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Hey, Mary, you know, I live right across the street from a grade school. Uh, unfortunately, they're not there right now because they're all home on uh, uh, Zoom and remote learning. But when they were, a couple of years ago when my late wife, Sabina, was still alive, we were sitting on the porch and there was a kid there. I, I don't know what he was, fourth grade, fifth grade, someplace in in there. And he was just clearly bullying this other little little kid and just going on about, you know, the kind of thing that happens uh, uh, there in like a playground or something. And my, my late wife, Sabina, who was a little bit of a character, ran in the house and got a broom. And she ran out and she said, started yelling at the kid. She said, leave him alone. Go away. And she started swinging the broom at, at him. I, I later said to her, you know, what was with the broom? What what motivated that? But it was in my mind because I'm wondering if tonight at the presidential debate, somebody's got to run out there with a broom and say, stop that. Quit bullying. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. I'm seeing, is this what Kristen Welker has to do is get a broom? I was thinking I was seeing Kristen Welker playing Sabina or Sabina yeah. playing Kristen Welker. I was thinking maybe she, Sabina was going to say, well, I was the witch and I was trying to scare the kids. Yeah. But, but I think it's, um, it's a, it's a great story, but I don't think anybody and Kristen Welker is good. I don't think anybody is going to be able to stop Donald Trump if he decides he's going in as the bully, which is his go-to. Which is what he did the last time, right? He did. he did. So at least they're muting his mic when for the two-minute piece that Biden gets and Trump gets two minutes too to talk about the issue. So the way I understand it's going to happen is there's six 15-minute segments They'll each get two minutes to talk on the topic, and then there'll be 11 minutes of follow-up questions and dialogue. That's where the fireworks are going to live. Well, they are, and I, I want to go back to that, although I, I want to speculate something to you. Donald Trump has already voiced his displeasure with this uh, uh, mic muting, you know, that this is unfair and everything else. I'd like to predict and I don't know if the camera will go over to show this, that he will be wildly gesticulating. We'll see him talking, even though we don't hear anything. I do not think he will actually just stand there quietly while uh, Biden is talking. I don't think he's capable of it. That's, a, that's great. I mean, I, I wonder if they do intend to split screen it because is it's played on all channels, but it is NBC because it's Kristen Welk and who controls the cameras? I, I don't know that. Do you? I I don't know, but I I mean I'm assuming that's kind of the way a pool usually works. That somebody is in control of uh, uh, of the cameras. I mean it 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 may be that it's uh, my uh, video producer son-in-law Craig Mitchell. 
might be in charge of those cameras. I, I'm not, I'm not sure of, of that, but I, I gotta tell you, you know, we think he looks a little stupid most of the time. If you can imagine a crazy old uncle, uh, to use Savannah Guthrie's, uh, uh, phrase and Barack Obama called him that yesterday as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and but now we can't even hear him. We just see him there. You know how his face goes through all those distortions when he's like really, really upset. I hope they do split screening because I think that's going to be all sorts of crazy. I think I, I, I think so ahead. too. I mean, it, you know, they said that one of the the reasons his last performance of the debate was so bad is that most Americans don't see Trump except in very small snippets, a little bit that showed on t shown on TV, um, a tweet, something like that. And when he was doing the worst is when he was doing those nightly press conferences or, you know, or uh, coronavirus update because people could see how crazy he was. So he's on Fox all the time, but your average American doesn't watch Fox and doesn't know how whacked he is. So in the debate, we saw how whacked he is. And then that was true the other night with Savannah Guthrie as well, when, you know, he's just talking. And I think w when you talk to people who are not Trump supporters, but not Trump haters, they're like, wow, that guy's really unhinged. So to split screen that tonight when because he, he can't st sit still. I mean, was it John Brennan that said he has the attention span of a of a fruit fly? Yeah, there's no way that he Which, can stand there for ten, two minutes while Biden is in his boring no. Biden way talking about affordable care health. No, or something he can't. Like that. He can't. And I, I do want to ask you, do you have any advice uh, speaking here as professional journalists ourselves uh, and, <laughs> but, and, 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 do you have any advice for Kristen Welker remembering Chris Wallace is an excellent interviewer and a very skilled very experienced guy but you know Trump made him look a little weak frankly uh, Kristen has to know coming into this that she's going to be up against all the Trump kind of craziness. Any ideas? What should she do? I think she should take, um, you know, a play from Savannah Guthrie and just call him out. And actually the, the um, excerpts that have been released from the Leslie Stahl 60 Minutes interview are the same thing where she just says, you know, that's not true. And that unnerves him. I think he has not done himself any favors, President Trump I'm talking about, by only being interviewed by Hannity and the other Fox News folks, because he hasn't built that muscle of how you deal with a journalist who's actually holding you to account and making you give an, an answer. So I think that's one reason, it says he's very thin-skinned, is he just doesn't know he's not smooth enough to know how to pivot away. I mean, I think one of the things that we'll see a contrast is Biden should get some tough questions as well, but he's so experienced at the pivot. He doesn't take personally and he's prepared. Like 
if they ask me, for example, on the Supreme Court, now today he did announce that he's going to set up a commission to look at the Supreme Court, but he always has a pivot. That's what experienced politicians do. Now, people hate that, right? Because they're like, they're not answering the question. But Trump, to his both credit and his demise, answers the questions in ways that are so crazy. Well, and you talked about the preparation. One of the things that intrigued me this week is Joe Biden, what has it been, three, four days? He got off the, the campaign trail, and we've been told that he's doing debate preparation all week. What do you make of that? Wow. I mean, I hope it works. <laughs> Yeah. Because, you know, that's a long time to prepare, but generally preparation does help. So I would expect, one, he's working on the right answer to have. Another thing he has to be working on is what to say about Hunter, because you know that's the attack line. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I want to go back to that in just a second. You know, the other thing that history, I think, tells us about debates is rest and relaxation works. Go all the way back to John Kennedy. He looked rested, relaxed. Nixon had just flown to Alaska because he had made this foolish promise that he would campaign in, in all 50 states. He looked tired. He looked hassled. The thing Joe Biden needs to do more than anything is stay calm, stay at ease, be presidential, and I mean, I'm, let's be direct. I, uh, I'm i 70 years old now. He's, I think, seven or eight years older than than me. Uh, you know, us older guys, we get a little tired. And frankly, three or four days of sitting at home, doing preparation, getting all those things, and going in there with your mind clear, I think that's a good thing for Joe Biden. I do too. I, I mean, he can't hurt yeah. him in any way. And, and he needs to be prepared because if Kristen Walker does a good time, a good job, he has vulnerabilities. And I think the American people want to know that. And he could be, I, what are the topics? Coronavirus? He's pretty solid on that. Um, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. There's been oh, so neither much can I, And by the way, I think Kristen picked them. Yeah, because Trump was, remember, he was trying to say it's supposed to be on, you know, international on affairs. Policy, yeah, yeah. And, um, but I don't know that they, because they have done that in the past, right? Like, this is domestic policy and this is international yes. policy. But yeah. why, why they didn't agree to that this time, I have no idea. But, you know, I mean, if I'm Biden, I would be very ready for the socialism thing, the moving to the left um, owned by Bernie Sanders. He has to be ready. And the only way you can get ready for those questions is practice, practice, practice. Have somebody look back. But you said this, you said this, or, you know, your website's, web, website says this. But it's a lot of information for an intelligent person to be ready to talk about off the top of their head. And then that's the thing. I mean, I watched Barack Obama yesterday um, wistfully and thought that's a very intelligent person. But he, even for those kind of town holly things, he's very prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes Joe Biden's weakness, he's a very smart guy. He prepares very well. 
but he's one, and it, I'll admit, I, I'm a person like this. I feel this need to tell you everything that's in my head. Right, and right. Joe, Joe Biden does that as, as well. I got to tell you, you mentioned Hunter Biden. I think handled well, Hunter Biden becomes a positive for Joe Biden. I, if I were him, on a personal basis, I hate for it to happen, but I'd almost be looking forward to to that question because a good, some good campaign aides, a good speechwriter can write a great response that he can deliver with compassion. And the American people are going to say, I think, he's a good father. Would you get off of his back? Do you right. agree? I agree. And I think even some of these like emails supposedly found on his Hunter Biden's computer, which I don't really know what the whole story is about that. But we're like he's Hunter's in rehab or leaving for rehab. And the email comes from Joe. I love you. I support you. You're one of the strongest people I know. Stuff like that. The stuff that dads say, good dads say to their children when they're in pain. And, you know, most families in America have had some addiction, substance abuse, and they know how difficult it is, how much it takes out of a family, and how what the, um, the addict needs is support, parental love, and Joe Biden is that. So why not? Who among us has not done something stupid? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's basically yeah. like, okay, my kid did that. He shouldn't have done that, but okay. I love him. Yeah, and with your question, who has not done something stupid? This is one case where I do not want to say everything that's in my brain. Yeah, and I think I, I did hear, John, that Biden's prepared answer was the answer we suggested he gave at the, give at the first debate, which is no matter what he says is, okay, but we're not here to talk about our kids. We're here to talk yeah. about the kids of the American people. Yeah. Once again, we got, by the way, in terms of something stupid, uh, and this does link together because you know, the one who brought this whole story forward about the laptop left at the repair shop uh, taken to the August, August uh, journalist outlet, journalism outlet, the New York Post, the guy who brought this all forward was Rudy Giuliani, who we now know makes what's going to be a legendary appearance in the new Sasha Baron Cohen film, Barat, where Sasha, as he is wont to do, kind of sets him up, and it seems like uh, Rudy's in kind of a compromising position. I'm not sure I want to base my whole campaign on Rudy. So isn't it crazy? I mean, it says so much about Rudy and how um, easy he is to play. And I, of course, so that's for the Russians then to do. He's a useful idiot, which is what people have said, you know, and that's kind of a term of art. I think that Joe Biden tonight at some point, and he doesn't like to be mean, yeah. At some point, he has to go after Trump on the corruption, on surrounding himself with people like Rudy Giuliani. How he's going to do that, I don't know. But as a, as a Democrat, I would appreciate him taking a moment and saying, listen, 
This is the most corrupt administration in our nation's history since, or since Tammany Hall. And look at who he's got around him, Giuliani, Bannon, all these folks. Well, right, because the three guys involved in that whole case, the ones who brought that story forward, Rudy Giuliani, Alex Jones, for God's sake, the Uh. guy who denies that the Newtown massacre took place, and Steve Bannon. It is kind of, I think, worth remembering, by the way, Steve Bannon did have a value to Donald Trump. He was the guy who convinced him four years ago, just be quiet, don't say anything in these last couple of weeks, which may have helped him win the presidency. But Steve's not there right now. He's hanging out with Alex and Rudy. <laughs> oh, my. So I'm so excited. So we'll watch tomorrow. We'll do our, you know our post-mortem on it, and um, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. I am, too. I am looking forward to it. Let's go. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.